0: What about my last seven years, Adobe? Oh, no problem. What are you going to do? Oh, no problem. But all that content. We got it. Where is it going to go? Doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) You know what? We get called for two reasons. Just two? Well, lots of reasons, but there's two in particular. Okay. We can't keep going with the old thing. We have to stand up a bunch of new things because the old central thing just doesn't work anymore.
0: The legacy system. The
1: big integrated system that we built 10 years ago to solve all the problems doesn't solve the problems anymore. Okay. And then we get, we stood up all these different systems and now we need a centralized system. We need one big system. One big system. And what I've started to notice because I've been around for a little while is that these aren't discrete. These are part of a process that things are always either centralizing or decentralizing. Meaning everybody is either saying we need this one big system to solve all the problems. Everybody's off running around in the different divisions of this organization, standing Mm -hmm. up their own content management systems, building their own trading platforms, whatever industry you're in. Yeah. And the new like CTO or the leader comes in and they say, we need one solid platform that everybody can use. Call Postlight, Or they say, we have to get off this one solid platform that they built five to seven years ago. It's too rigid. We need to be able to just let anybody stand up the technology they need to use using open technologies.
0: Microservices. Exactly. I wanted to talk about, so first is of Is there all, such a thing, I really, this is a good topic. Yeah. I really want to nail down like a new phrase mm-hmm. and I want it to become a thing that gets put on white papers. And I think I have one. What is it? Macroservices.
1: I'm sure somebody's done it.
0: Shit. Well, no, you know what? Macro services are
1: just monolithic services, but I, say, I want to say it in a positive way. No, but they say, yeah, I know monolith. Well, sometimes you want a monolith. Yeah. See, we've entered, we've entered a post anything being particularly good phase in technology where every solution is basically okay. Let me <laughs> Let's stop being so abstract. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Let's start with content. We're going to have one CMS.
0: Okay. A content management system is a system, a platform, or a tool that people use to get content out into the world. And usually it has workflow. There are different actors that are involved. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got art, sometimes you got photography. Sometimes Somebody got puts a draft in. And a writer, so- mm-hmm. editor, publisher. I mean, a, a and, whole and slew of decisions clearer. get made.
1: Every single organization of any scale, not just media organizations, uses a CMS to manage their content. Yes. I mean, it's a like, content management system. And then they get really specific because if you're pharma, you have to communicate outwards to millions of people about you know drug issues and you need to translate that into 12 languages and so on. So this is where when people talk about like content strategy and information architecture, these are the problems they're solving. Yes. So what's happened is you've got 20 divisions in your company. Mm-hmm. Over the last 20 years... 15 platforms came up. At least. Sometimes it's hundreds. Yes. In a big global... like. I bet if you go to Procter and Gamble, mm-hmm. there are thousands of websites. Because when Crest did the like Bright for You campaign, which I'm making up, mm-hmm. that with the tooth sandblaster mm-hmm. and the little guy and the little robot, they needed that microsite set up. So they went and they called some ad agency. Who called? The marketing people at Crest
0: for that one thing. For that one thing, they so said, this is the key thing we should yeah. we should home in on, right? Which is what people don't realize. Well, people maybe do realize is that power is rarely neatly routed. No, it's really hard to do. It's hard to do. And if you're a VP over in the Crest New Flavors Department, Mm -hmm. and you've got a budget, and you tested the flavor, the bubblegum flavor with kids, Mm -hmm. it's killing it. You've decided that a great way to do this is to create an addictive app that lets you squirt toothpaste into alien rotten teeth. That's right.
1: A game that you can download, and there'll be a little ad for it on the box.
0: It's all part of your integrated marketing plan. Yeah. And you want that. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You are not going to go through the chain, up the chain, if you don't have to. You're just going to go do it. Well, also, let me give you the reason why. Q3. Yeah. Meaning
1: that, like, I've got three months to get this done. Yes. And you go to corporate and they go, well, we don't even have a platform for delivering mm-hmm. dynamic right. tooth decay shooting applications onto Android and iOS. Right. So a, a platform gets created. You go over to some agency, not one necessarily like Postlight, but like there's places like the Barbarian Group or whatever, where like you go and you talk to them and you say, I need to build this experience.
0: Yes. And, and I don't want to do it once. That's the smart move they make. Mm. Like, I'll spend a little more because I'm going to need a lot of these apps. Wait, right? now you should come to Postlight. Now you should come to Postlight. Yeah, well, right? yeah. You're giving us a thing that's going to be longer term and whatnot. Yeah, that's right. When we walk into an organization, now fast forward 10 years, mm. and we see 11 apps or 11 platforms and sort of 11 teams that share some people across, and it just looks like a sloppy mess. You know what it reminds me of? No. An archaeological dig. It is, right? It's history. So it's first, the history of the org manifest through the tools and the teams and the little fiefdoms that got created around what they needed at a given time. You let's could, describe this situation because
1: I can't tell you how many times people come to us and they describe a situation and we're like, yeah, that's pretty normal. And they're like, I thought we were the only ones. So <laughs> one, there's no source code. Two, the app is failing in the app store, but you're a national brand and you don't know how to fix it. Three, there's a content management system that powers the app, not any web pages,
0: just the app. Nobody knows where the password is or how to update it. Or even worse, you have what I call the the hostage situation. Mm -hmm. It's two people. And if those two people got hit by a bus, the weird convoluted tool that they created for themselves because it's not an it's a very strange thing. No, tool. it's not like
1: it's not like they set up WordPress. No.
0: No, no. It's this it's weird like, thing yeah. that only they know how to do. We have a, a client right now that they take enormous pride in the convoluted process they go through. They think it's cool. Oh, they like actually 20, think 30 it's like steps. It's like check this out, watch this, mm-hmm. and then it's this person that has become very special created these specialized skills for this sure. one thing. Sure. And you're like, well, that's the insane. But you well, know what? Like when that a, guy had to get it done before the holiday season and it had to go out, he got it out.
1: Yeah, so you know what it is? It's like it's like being the kind of mason who can work with horsehair plaster. You and, a thing? Yeah. I mean, you and I would put up drywall. But old, if you're restoring a colonial house and you want to get the plaster to have that good firmness, you might mix in some horsehair like they did 800,000 years, See, years ago. See, now you're showing off again. I didn't mean to. Okay. I'm just using an Is example. that what they did? Well, I mean, just there's all these archaic things that sure, you used to do. like Sure. You know, I'm sure that the bricks in the office building we're in came out. Yeah.
0: The, the oven technology yeah. is probably didn't Honestly, have thermometers. My grandma making the old Lebanese dishes. That's right. No, there's no recipe. She's kind of winging it. It comes out spectacular every time. But you know, she takes pride and defends her specialized knowledge.
1: And she didn't learn on like a really nice gas cooker.
0: No, she calls it instinct. She says that this is, you know, this is how it's done. You just you're you're there. Can't help you, you.
1: You have some source of heat, and you better make it work from
0: there. There's no science. It's just love. It's a little bit. I love you all. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna embody that. I'm not I, well. I'm not saying that 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 those two front end developers you got for that that app loved you. This came out of love, but they, people defend their specialized knowledge. But
1: honestly, it's a charitable way to see them. It's the grandmother who knows how to make the special bread. It's not two people who are, they're like, I have a craft here. I have a thing I do. Exactly. And they take pride in it
0: and they're needed and they're important to people.
1: But seriously though, if you're listening and you think, oh my God, no one could ever understand how bad we've let our tech platform get and how poorly we've managed. All utterly stuff, normal. You have no idea how normal that is. It it's is utterly incredibly normal. Incredibly normal.
0: Yeah. So now, okay, zoom out. Zoom out, either a new CTO gets hired or someone's been given the mandate to clean all this up because what happens is the cost of maintenance, the cost of upkeep of these things starts to compound and the inefficiencies are massive. Friction. Massive friction. inefficiency, right? And
1: what happens too is people are defending the systems because this is their job and how they do it, but the friction starts to leak out. A good example is I can't update the homepage without, it, it takes an hour every time. And if you zoom out, we zoomed out now, there are 200 people. And I can't get the app to update because everybody tells me there's this huge process. I want to ship a, we have a bad bug and the people in South America can't use the app.
0: There is a quote, one of our stakeholders and one of our clients uh, used, and he was echoing what the president of the company said. And they said that she said, I just want my thing.
1: That's right. She
0: just wants her thing. Just
1: I don't want to know all the details, but I know that I have these problems and I want them to go away.
0: And you're the whole fourth floor.
1: Yeah, you're the. That's right. There's 280 of you.
0: (laughs) You're the whole fourth floor.
1: 280 of you, and we've accidentally published a profanity in
0: Spanish, and over two newspapers have put us in the home on the front page, and we can't update the app. So, and it sounds horrible and really unsympathetic and cold when the CEO shows up and says, "I just want my thing," but really, it's it's a good test. It's probably the ultimate forcing function. It's it's a good test. What happens is everybody who's been protecting
1: their territory. It's like in the you know in the. In the movies, where like aliens descend and suddenly old enemies are forgotten and everyone's mm-hmm. going to work together, yeah, like you just don't defend your territory anymore. <laughs> yep. So this is mass decentralization.
0: Everybody's got their own thing, and suddenly the CEO says, "Get me something." But what happens now? To eliminate those inefficiencies, don't just get me the thing in the same half-assed, inefficient way.
1: Now, a- as the signal goes out that this problem exists, this is when enterprise software just appears like angels flapping <laughs> their wings. Like yep. the minute the CEO said that suddenly like Adobe shows up and it was like, Oh, hi, I hear you might need yeah. some help managing yeah. content across your multiple platforms. Yep. SAP shows up if it's like a big enterprise problem and mm-hmm. you know, you're seems like you have a lot of different HR and enterprise resources. Swallow it systems. all whole. They're ready to come in with the one true solution for all of your problems. Mm-hmm. Oracle, Microsoft, everybody, except for Apple yeah, and not Amazon or Google. They have their own things going. Yeah. All I can tell you is that Sitecore has done amazing things for enormous companies, much like yours. (laughs) All I can tell you is that experience manager has solved this for, you know, and then you put the slide up with 200 logos.
0: Oh, it's a killer slide.
1: And then, and this is actually a funny place for us to be because we tend to be, if we're in the room at that time, it's very hard to compete it's very hard to because compete. they're hearing adobe and they're hearing like ibm and they're hearing like oh we solved it for i don't pfizer know pfizer universal and- music group or whatever right and so if you're the big company and you're like i better just go with this one
0: yeah it's going to be
1: expensive yeah. and
0: no one seems to know what they're talking about but <laughs>
1: clearly <laughs> Clearly, there's a
0: solution here. Yeah, And, you know, they use words like migration assistant. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) When I think assistant, by the way, I just imagine someone helping an old person cross the street. This whole, (laughs) exactly, this whole part of the world (laughs) is simply like an attempt to
1: solve the problem of there being a very, very limited amount of genuine talent and very few people who actually listen to you and turn it into like simple processes and software when what you really need is to find someone who will listen to you. Anyway, that all comes in. Then there's like a 2-year period while the enterprise solution gets worked out and starts to fail. That yeah. The, sometimes yeah, 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 yeah. it lasts. There are SAP installations that have probably been there since before Moses. Well, look, we
0: we didn't, we haven't talked about the consulting side. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're um, that's Deloitte. Well, all, I mean you look at a product like Sitecore. Mm-hmm. Adobe, Adobe Sitecore, Sitecore. And there are um you know what you can always tell, by the way? These are
1: products when you go and try to figure out what they are from their websites. There's never any screenshots.
0: No, it's very cryptic. It's just solutions. It's very cryptic. Right? Yeah. So
1: you, you got solutions. A lot of so, charts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys just looking at things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Picture of, a, and then there's a conference.
0: Yeah. You know what's a favorite of mine? When the screen reflects on the glasses of the person. Oh yeah. The really thoughtful, <laughs> attractive woman is she's got that screen and it's got bar charts on it. <laughs> yeah. You just see that. Yeah. And
1: then the next shot the next you scroll down in the next content module on the page is like
0: Reno Nevada Sightcore Fest. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. But, look. There is a billion-dollar services industry that is fueled by these tools. The implementation of these things is never neat. We should be really clear, too. always need experts to come in and stand this up, migrate the information, and make the necessary changes. That's the thing.
1: You said billion, but multiply that by 10 or 100, right? It's it's it's, massive, massive. We're little babies that swim in that stream. And look, we knew this going into this business, but it is... a. that is a thing that happens. But the problem is that one size never fits all. It just doesn't. It ain't pretty. A now lot what, of times what it, they do is they go like, "Well, no, don't worry. I know it we doesn't." You can make work. that change. Yeah, for it's, them. it's 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 the way that like Salesforce got into not not for profits. They're sure. Like, oh, we got a special pricing tier and really aren't all problems. Customer relationship management.
0: Problems. We're all humans. Yeah. Look, <laughs> We're all people. Everybody
1: has to move a card from one column to another. Yeah. That's just everybody <laughs> does that all day. doesn't <laughs> right. matter if you're like trying to keep a kid out of jail or trying to sell a, a Ford Mustang.
0: All right. So, Paul, this is one long mocking rant. What, just... what can we tell someone who who's I mean, they're all living it. Right. They've got. There well, are ten. There are ten CMSs in their office. There's just so many. Like I don't know, like what, how many Hearst has? But the number of rogue projects that have kicked off in big organizations. Look, that,
1: let's skip ahead, right? Because we yeah, didn't even like, talk what,
0: about. What do you do? So you're saying don't call Sitecore? No, here's what I'm don't saying. Don't call
1: Adobe. First of all, we're talking about the sudden centralization urge, but then there's also the old systems too rigid, and now we just need to let everybody run their own little domain again. Oh God. What I think you need to do and what it's hard to give this advice because ideally you want to be in, if you're us, you want to be in a position where you're like, we're going to give you a solution. It's going to solve everything for all time. Everybody relax. We got it. The reality is you are always somewhere in a cycle of either centralizing or decentralizing all your stuff. You're either, you're either reacting to the big legacy system or you are trying to bring everything together so you can achieve more efficiency. The really mature thing to do, and the thing that very senior leaders are capable of doing, is saying, where am I in that cycle? Where would I like to be?
0: What can I do to avoid the risks? You're touching on something very, very important here and fundamental, which is the the big leaders, the good leaders step out. Because when you look at the history of a system, Right. What you're seeing is a bunch of reactions to business need, to business need, right? Not stepping back and let's chart out what the big 10 year picture looks like. Because the fantasy in software
1: systems is that you're going to drive the business, but the business is always going to like and not just the
0: business, the organizational goals are always going to be ahead of what the software can do. That's right. We recently had a, a long pitch relationship with someone. They had a near term, like 2019 goal. And they're like, well, how would you solve it? And we have this tool we're thinking is the right way to solve it. Should we use that? What we did was we pulled back and said, you're going to go in and do this. Why not just do it in a manner that solves 2019, but also positions you for the things that are going to come afterwards? When they hear that, they hear lots and lots more money. It's uh, it's
1: true. But what you're really saying, and it's whether it's Postlight or somebody else, Build up capacity for change. Don't just try to solve this with a single platform or piece of software. But get the knowledge and the skills and the people into the organization around it so that you can keep adapting. Cause someone's gonna wanna put, they're gonna, they're gonna say, can the background be blue instead of red? And then they're gonna say, right. can can we model the relationship between cousins and customers? And yeah. you'll just be like, if you've chosen the off the shelf one size fits all, you probably got there faster, but now you gotta solve that problem somehow. And if you've chosen the ultimate abstract everything engine that can do whatever you want, that's you probably, a trap too. You've never shipped anything, so it's yep. finding that compromise
0: and just accepting the mm-hmm. two words: "It depends." Yeah, we're just now, by the way, getting to a point where there is product representation inside a business that mm-hmm. stands on its own. Technology is just now emerging out of by, IT services. By which you right? mean specifically, like for us as a as a services firm.
1: Often our client is a product manager who works for the other company.
0: Yes, but that person's role is very alien to a lot of companies still to this day because mm-hmm. the transition out of IT services, getting my email fixed was really not that different than getting me the app for the new population that we think could improve our brand or something that's right it was the same it we're was stand, a request we're
1: standing up the the hundred page website that had all the pictures of the leadership on it, it was just an ask yeah. It was just a request and it right? was like yeah and then they built like a three-person team to manage
0: that correct and,
1: so, and it, it's if your it org is like 200 people because you're a global firm or or, yep. or 2000 Yep. those little services orgs are like 2030 out of the hole so why not
0: I'll share one last client. But now story you have such a thing as like a chief product officer, right? That's, that's right. Yeah. And that person has been given, ideally, been given space and priority to not be reactionary and to actually think in a longer view way about the needs of the business rather than like I got requests A, B, C, and D. And we've seen it. We've seen people come out of Silicon Valley, massive companies who are world-class product managers and get parachuted into traditional businesses and get absolutely eaten alive. Because well, over the, organization, and over and over. the organization was not ready to give that person true control I've and power. Seen it,
1: I've seen it so many times in media, so many times in finance. Because what happens is you go, we need that product smarts. That's a leadership decision. But then that person is dropped into an organization where the metabolism around technology is completely different. You see, you know where you see it? Finance actually is really good at shipping. Like they get their stuff done because they have to get their trades done, get their bonuses and make money, right? But it's really hard to ship inside of finance. It's very waterfall driven same is true in media. They, they make the magazine go out every month or they make the paper go out every day. That's, that's but, the sun rising and
0: setting. Right, and then the IT org tends to be really formal and rigid in response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's supportive. Yeah. It's viewed as supportive, not as something that can actually form its own agenda. The idea of product forming its own agenda is alien. You know why? Because
1: they're service. That's the problem. They're they're service. They don't get to drive, and so they
0: become service
1: providers. That's right. Which always leads to waterfall.
0: This often falls under, like, this shift often falls under digital transformation the idea of technology not being a supporting actor but actually being the thing that is going to drive your business but it's still it's early kind of, days people don't think it's early days everybody's phones or computers now in their it's, pockets it's early days it, man and it's they're tricky. just coming to terms with this
1: it's so tricky because it's not drive your business in that technology sets the agenda it's just that it's the partner in the same way that like you need a good office space that's continually you know the lights need to turn on like mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. it's like a piece of your infrastructure that has to be continually improved.
0: I said earlier, Paul, that the CEO walked in and said, I want my thing. And we talked. We were talking about how incredibly powerful and ef- actually effective that can be sometimes. But man, if they're going to IT services and asking for their thing, mm-hmm. like I just want my thing. like I want my Wi-Fi to be faster in my office, in my corner office, then back to square one. Right. But if they're going to their product leader, or someone that represents their product agenda that is going to bake in that need into a product roadmap that's prioritized and thoughtfully laid out, then that, then you're going to be in a better place. But if you're just going to react and freak out, then you're back to square one. You're just going to have just another layer. I don't. I'm not a geologist, Paul, but they have those layers of rock, strata. You're a smart guy. Strata. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just more strata. If you're going back to IT services, it's going to be more and more layers of shit and just color. Like, it's really pretty. There's different colors and stuff. But if you really want to break that pattern, product has to have integrity within an organization. And there are very few companies that, well, that have that which means it has to it be empowered.
1: There's no fantasy. They have to
0: be empowered. See, what they're hoping is they're going to drop that person from the West
1: Coast in the middle, and they'll be able to fight tooth and nail with all the other leaders. Right. And they don't have the tools. They're not, they've been they in for 20 years. They don't know how to like wield a knife in the octagon that's of right.
0: finance or media. That's right. You know what's a common move to give that product initiative integrity is to name it a thing and move it out of the office yeah. and get like an office that has nice curved chairs and like has a nice kitchen. So it feels like a startup. But then
1: how does that drive the core platform of the business?
0: The thing that I think is worth noting is that,
1: you know, we're saying, hey, decentralize or centralize, which should you choose? Everybody thinks that there's an answer. It's just figure out where you are. Look for incremental, look for an improvement over like six to 18 months. Put that product advocacy in place in your org and then figure it out. Be cautious about giant pieces of software that will solve all the problems. You know, sometimes they're really good and they are really good. Like, I don't want to go, I don't want to argue with SAP for a like Fortune 100 company. I don't know. No. God that's... bless us all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not our game. Click that form. Yeah. That's, you know, put in that HR information. Yeah. But no, I, I think it's like anything. It depends. Product
0: first. It's a brand new concept. Product first. Trademark market. Boom. Yeah. Paul, speaking of product. Yeah, you know, if I wanted to get a, a digital product
1: built, by which I mean like an app or something that was sort of API powered, maybe a mobile website. You know where I'd go, Paul,
0: a digital product studio. Oh,
1: that is exactly the kind of company that I would go to. Maybe yes. even a small one where people really, really listened hard, tried to understand the needs of my actual business, and then came up with a good solution for me, a roadmap and a, and a strategy for actually building and getting into the market. But unfortunately, there's just no such place. I think there might be one. Really? You've heard of one? Yes, it's on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Oh my God, that's where we are. Postlight. Hello at postlight.com is how you reach us.
0: Yes. That's all you have to do, you just go into your email client. And give us five stars on iTunes. Mm, that would be really, For track really changes. Good. We're really, promote everything. We should just read quotes off of iTunes reviews. People think it's great. I Just about <laughs> every night,
1: I, I just pop those up there. Yeah,
0: just get a few in. Uh, just to feel
1: alive. Right. You know what? You want to hear something interesting, fun fact? Go. At the Library of Congress, they have the effects of Abraham Lincoln from the night he died. And there are newspaper articles about how great a president he is that he kept in his wallet because he just needed that little boost. Of course. So, you know, remember Abraham Lincoln, the greatest president we've ever had. He had insecurities too. And uh, go ahead and give us five
0: stars on iTunes. Five stars, everyone. Have a lovely week.